Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. This week, I'm going to be talking about networking. And I want to talk specifically about networking within your current organization. I think that while we have been in quarantine and working from home, there have been some significant challenges with our approach to networking. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can do this to make sure that you are still progressing forward. Now, I also created a free resource for you to use and you can download it at the show site. Go to kellyfeatheringham.com forward slash podcast forward slash 66 and you can get that free resource download. The first question that I'm going to ask you is if you're not using your network, if you're not already doing this, why not? And I, I asked that question it's, it's actually a little bit obnoxious for me to ask that, if I'm being honest, because for so long in my career early on, I did not network. I did not leverage my network. I did not put any effort in this area of my career. And it had some negative effects on my trajectory and my growth. And I know that for a fact because probably, I don't know, maybe three years into my, my career, I was talking to a supervisor about a promotion that I was interested in getting and they point blank said to me, you probably could have had that promotion last year, but no one knows who you are. You do a great job behind the scenes. You put your head down, you do the work. You probably could have been there last year, but no one above you knows who you are except for me and I have my own things to do. And I honestly, I remember being really pissed (laughs) if I'm being honest right I I was really annoyed because my first thought was well why didn't you tell me why didn't you teach me this why didn't you explain it to me but really who did I think I was to be mad at my supervisor because they weren't managing my career for me but my first instinct was to blame them and then I really had to do some soul searching and think about the fact that I was just doing the work and thinking that because I was working hard, it was going to get noticed. And and because I put in extra hours and I picked up any extra projects and all of these things, I figured that that was going to be enough, but it really wasn't. And the idea of going to the happy hours and staying late, I mean, I was already putting in a lot of extra hours. I was already doing work from home when I could and work on the weekends and, and picking up projects and trips and anything I could because I wanted to stand out but I wasn't doing it in the right way. So that was really eye-opening for me because I had to rethink my philosophy on how I was gonna get ahead. Now, as an introvert, I really wasn't excited about the idea that I was gonna have to go and shake hands and be friendly and be on for any more of the day that I already felt I was. I was already attending meetings and trying to stand out and do all of these things. And the idea of having to add another couple hours of week attending the different functions that the company or the organization or other things that I was doing just seemed exhausting to me. And, and 
I was really upset that I did, had to wait the extra year for the promotion, but I also was doing some serious soul searching on whether I felt it was worth it, whether I wanted to put myself out there and be social and do that above and beyond in my mind to get ahead. Because again, I was fighting a fundamental argument inside of myself that, hey, I'm doing a really good job. I'm busting my butt here. I'm working really hard. I shouldn't have to go to these happy hours. I shouldn't have to do all of these things so that other people will see me. And I was really kind of resentful about it to a certain extent because I thought my, my hard work and dedication should be enough. That should be enough. But unfortunately, that's not the way it is most times, right? I mean, and the, the point that my supervisor made, I think, was the part that really made it easier for me to swallow, is it wasn't necessarily that I'm going above and beyond to be at these networking things, but no one knows who I am. So how are they supposed to know me if I'm huddled up in my office working hard all the time and not coming out and talking about the work that I'm doing, sharing the the interesting ideas I'm coming up with. And I really couldn't rely on my supervisor to be my only cheerleader for that type of thing. And frankly, why would I? Now, years and years and years later, I think back and why would I want somebody else to be my advertiser? Because I have no idea and no control over what they would say, right? I know what I'm doing. I know the hard work I'm putting in. Why wouldn't I want to be the person to scream that from the rooftops and make sure that it gets explained in the right way, it gets described properly, it gets adequate attention to the areas that I feel are most important. So this forced me to really make some changes in, in my mindset towards networking and, and making sure that I was visible to the important people that needed to make the decisions for where I wanted to go with my career. And just in general, my, my mindset about having to be social on my own time to improve my career. Because let's face it, these happy hours, that's your own time, right? I'm off duty at that point. Now I'm going to go to a happy hour. Okay, so... Don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of happy hour. I, I have no problems going and having a beer with friends or even with some colleagues and whatnot. But I'm talking about, in my mind at that point in time, I was thinking that this had to be much more formal. And that's kind of what I want to talk a little bit about today because I think that even though I evolved my mind thinking that I needed to be more visible, I still had some very incorrect or maybe just not so accurate ideas about what professional networking had to be. So I was thinking at that point that I had to go to every corporate function they had, if they had a training offered, if they had a, a networking event, if they had a celebration of someone's retirement, all of those things. And while those are great to go to, they're not the only way that you can network. There's a lot of other ways that you can do that without having to feel like you are putting in all of that extra time if you're an introvert of being on, if you will, or having to give up tons and tons of your free time to make sure that you are being seen. Now, I'm not going to say that those things don't help. I think every little bit helps. Every time you get your name, get your work, get your performance in front of someone that matters, that is part of the decision-making process, for who gets moved up, who gets the good work, who gets the good projects, the, the, the quality teams, 
anybody that's in a position to really have an impact on your career trajectory, anytime you can be on their radar is a good thing. In good ways, obviously. You don't want to be on their radar because you're not showing up to work or falling asleep at your desk. But there are lots of other ways that you can supplement. So you don't only have to go to all of those giant activities. And obviously right now those activities are, are largely happening online, which frankly back then I would have loved because sure, I could just go home and sit in my apartment and, and be visible, right? So it is a little bit easier now to, to get seen, if you will, although the, the social time is a little bit different online. You can also be looking for other ways to get on their radar, right? And part of it is trying to identify who, number one, who has these these influences in, in your career trajectory. Do you even know who those people are? Do you know where they sit? Do you know where they work? Do you know what they do? Do you know what type of an impact? Does your organization do promotions and performance assessments by committee? At the time, that's how my organization worked. Uh, we, they had a committee that came together and they sat down and I had no idea that that's how that worked until actually, funny enough, I got that promotion and then I started reviewing performance assessments and I had to be a part of that committee for recommending my employees and, and that type of thing. But I had no idea, no visibility into that. And to a certain extent, if you're more junior, it is a little bit hard to get that information unless you can find yourself mentors and trusted people higher up the chain that will share that information with you. Again, depending on the organization, sometimes they are a little more tight-lipped about how these processes work. Uh, I have a whole, probably another podcast and probably a rant about my feelings about that because I think that there should be some transparency in organizations so that employees know what they're dealing with. They know what they need to do. They know their expectations. They know who they need to talk to and that type of thing. But again, I digress. That's a whole separate podcast. You need to try and identify who the people are that you really need to impress if it were if you're, you know, if you're thinking about it that way, who you need to stand out for, who you need to be visible to, who needs to know your name. Different ways you can find that out. I mean, you can look for people that are below them and identify someone as a mentor that might be in their, in their tracks so that you can kind of get a better feel for what they look for, what their, their hot button issues are, what areas they really are passionate about. And by finding mentors or colleagues or, or allies, if you will, in those areas, number one, you're going to start getting to know people in their circle, right? So maybe this the person that you need to get to is four levels above you, and you really just can't go knock on their door and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm working on this project, just wanted to make sure you know me. There are certain organizations where that's a big no-no. There are other organizations where they're more open and, hey, if, if that's acceptable in your organization, why not? Why not take five minutes, knock on the big boss's door and be like, hey, I just want you to know who I am. I'm working on this for you. I'd love to have your feedback in any way, shape, or form, even if it has to come down through proper channels, but I want to make sure that I'm bringing my A-game for you to get us where we need to be. Just wanted to make sure you had a face with the name when you see my emails. Something along those lines, right? But a lot of organizations, they, there's so much stigma and there's so much 
protocol and different things and and you don't want to you don't want to necessarily be that person that barges in on the big boss if that's not appropriate so make sure that you do your homework there as well and in knowing whether or not you can go and knock on that person's door but if you can't knock on that person's door that's when you want to know the people in their circle the people in their their reporting chain talk to them network with them bounce ideas off of them get to know them, have coffee with them if you can, grab a beer, do a virtual chat, and you can do all of these things under the the auspices of the fact that you just want to make sure that you're doing what the boss wants. You want to make sure that you are doing the job in the best way you can. And rather than waste everybody's time and be a burden, you want to make sure that you're streamlining your communication processes because these people in their circle, they know what the boss likes. They know what is important to he or her or what is not. And there's going to be people that are not going to want to share that information, right? There's always going to be people that are going to stand in your way or be obstinate or just not be helpful at all. Whatever. There's plenty more people right? Anybody that is in charge of providing uh, the input or the oversight or the final word on major promotions is going to have a fair amount of people underneath them, right? So there's lots of people for you to look into trying to network with. This is all kind of networking at the office. This is, and, and now even on Zoom, if you're having virtual coffee with different people in your office, this is a great time for you to be researching the org chart and figure out where everybody sits, what everybody does. So many people are stuck at home. I think that it's a great time to send random emails to people in your organization that you feel would be great contributors to your work path or guidance or mentoring and just reach out to them and say, hey, we're all working remotely now. I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I see that you do this in the company. would love to learn more about what you do. One of the goals I've set for myself during quarantine is to really get a better handle on all of the different facets of our organization. There's so much that goes on out there and we're always so busy running around. I've got a little extra time now. I want to have a broader view of the company's strategy. I mean, you could spin all kinds of yarn about why you want to reach out to these people, right? You can be as creative or you can be as honest as you want, depending on, number one, your style. If your style is just an in-your-face kind of, hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to move up the ladder and I'm trying to meet more people. If that's your style and that works for you and you feel confident in it, use that. If you're a little bit more quiet and, and reserved and, and not feeling like that's the approach you want to take, asking people for, for suggestions and input and their expertise, leveraging their mind and making them feel smart, making them feel important, making them feel relevant is a great way to get to people and get understanding of what it is that they do. And I don't say that to you to be shady about it. I'm not saying that you need to be sneaky and, and prop them up and say, oh, you're so amazing at this. I'd love to know. I mean being genuine and sincere that you want to learn from these people because you do. The more people you can learn from in your organization and have understanding of how everything works, the more informed you're going to be about your your career strategy and the more informed you're going to be on whether or not it's an organization you want to stay with on the long term. Is it an organization you even want to worry about building out your network so you can work your way up the chain? 
you may find out that there's some warts on this organization and you want no part of it and it's time to start thinking about a, a, a transfer or a change in organization, right? I get it. Building up your network just feels like just one more of those things that you've got to do with respect to trying to figure out all of the different facets of your career. And it does really feel like one of those things that we question many times. As I told you in the beginning, I, I, I didn't even really think about it. And then I really had to work my mind around the fact that it was an important part of my career. And it only got so more and more as you work your way up the ladder, as you look to change jobs and do any kind of transition, move from one organization, change roles, get new experiences. Whomever you add to that closest group of colleagues around you that you can learn from and leverage and network and help them and bounce ideas off of, whatever it is, it's such a valuable thing to have. I really encourage you to take this time to think about ways that you can continue to build your network, particularly inside your organization. If there are things that you want to do at that organization or in your career in general, look for people who can help you, who can support you, who you can support. If there's folks that are junior to you and they seem like they're floundering, maybe try to reach out to them. You never know when it's going to come in handy. As I mentioned, I created a couple of worksheets for you to help you just brainstorm around the different places and ideas and areas where you need to and where you want to find people to network with. And then some other information about scheduling it and planning it and being purposeful, that type of thing. So I encourage you to go over to the website and download it. You can get it at www.kellyfeatheringham.com forward slash podcast forward slash 66 because this is podcast episode 66 all right i wish you all the best i hope you have a great day take care all right so thanks for listening to building your best career i hope you enjoyed it head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.